Part 1, Preface of Home Education Series, Volume 1, Home Education. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Home Education Series, Volume 1, Home Education by Charlotte Mason. Part 1, Preface. Some Preliminary Considerations. Read by Rachel R.W. Part 1, Some Preliminary Considerations not the least sign of the higher status they have gained is the growing desire for work that obtains amongst educated women the world wants the work of such women and presently as education becomes more general we shall see all women with the capacity to work falling into the ranks of working women with definite tasks fixed hours and for wages the pleasure and honour of doing useful work if they are under no necessity to earn money children are a public trust now that work which is of most importance to society is the bringing up and instruction of the children in the school certainly but far more in the home because it is more than anything else the home influences brought to bear upon the child that determine the character and career of the future man or woman it is a great thing to be a parent there is no promotion no dignity to compare with it the parents of but one child may be cherishing what shall prove a blessing to the world but then entrusted with such a charge they are not free to say i may do as i will with mine own the children are in truth to be regarded less as personal property than as public trusts put into the hands of parents that they may make the very most of them for the good of society and this responsibility is not equally divided between the parents it is upon the mothers of the present that the future of the world depends in even a greater degree than upon the fathers because it is the mothers who have the sole direction of the children's early most impressible years this is why we hear so frequently of great men who have had good mothers that is mothers who brought up their children themselves and did not make over their gravest duty to indifferent persons mothers owe a thinking love to their children the mother is qualified says pestaluzzi and qualified by the creator himself to become the principal agent in the development of her child and what is demanded of her is a thinking love god has given to thy child all the faculties of our nature but the grand point remains undecided how shall this heart this head these hands be employed to whose service shall they be dedicated a question the answer to which involves a futurity of happiness or misery to a life so dear to thee maternal love is the first agent in education we are waking up to our duties and in proportion as mothers become more highly educated and efficient they will doubtless feel the more strongly that the education of their children during the first six years of life is an undertaking hardly to be entrusted to any hands but their own and they will take it up as their profession that is with the diligence regularity and punctuality which men bestow on their professional labours that the mother may know what she is about may come thoroughly furnished to her work she should have something more than a hearsay acquaintance with the theory of education and with those conditions of the child's nature upon which such theory rests the training of children dreadfully defective 
the training of children says mr herbert spencer physical moral and intellectual is dreadfully defective and in great measure it is so because parents are devoid of that knowledge by which this training can alone be rightly guided what is to be expected when one of the most intricate of problems is undertaken by those who have given scarcely a thought to the principle on which its solution depends for shoemaking or house-building for the management of a ship or of a locomotive engine a long apprenticeship is needful is it then that the unfolding of a human being in body and mind is so comparatively simple a process that any one may superintend and regulate it with no preparation whatever if not if the process is with one exception more complex than any in nature and the task of ministering to it one of surpassing difficulty is it not madness to make no provision for such a task better sacrifice accomplishments than omit this all-essential instruction some acquaintance with the first principles of physiology and the elementary truths of psychology is indispensable for the right bringing up of children here are the indisputable facts that the development of children in mind and body follows certain laws that unless these laws are in some degree conformed to by parents death is inevitable that unless they are a great degree conformed to there must result serious physical and mental defects and that only when they are completely conformed to can a perfect maturity be reached judge then whether all who may one day be parents should not strive with some anxiety to learn what these laws are how parents usually proceed the parent begins instinctively by regarding his child as an unwritten tablet and is filled with great resolves as to what he shall write thereon by and by traits of disposition appear the child has little ways of his own and at first every new display of personality is a delightful surprise that the infant should show pleasure at the sight of his father that his face should cloud in sympathy with his mother must always be wonderful to us but the wonder stales his parents are used to the fact by the time the child shows himself a complete human being like themselves with affections desires powers taking to his book perhaps as a duck to water or to the games which shall make a man of him the notion of doing all for the child with which the parents began gradually recedes so soon as he shows that he has a way of his own he is encouraged to take it father and mother have no greater delight than to watch the individuality of their child unfold as a flower unfolds but othello loses his occupation the more the child shapes his own course the less do the parents find to do beyond feeding him with food convenient whether of love or thought or of bodily meat and drink and here we may notice the parents need only supply the child knows well enough how to appropriate the parents chief care is that that which they supply shall be wholesome and nourishing whether in the way of picture-books lessons playmates bread and milk or mother's love this is education as most parents understand it with more of meat more of love more of culture according to their kind and degree they let their children alone allowing human nature to develop on its own lines modified by facts of environment and descent nothing could be better for a child than this masterly inactivity so far as it goes it is well he should be let grow and helped to grow according to his nature 
and so long as the parents do not step in to spoil him much good and no very evident harm comes to letting him alone but this philosophy of let him be while it covers a part does not cover the serious part of the parent's calling does not touch the strenuous incessant efforts upon lines of law which go to the producing of a human being at his best nothing is trivial that concerns a child his foolish seeming words and ways are pregnant with meaning for the wise it is in the infinitely little we must study the infinitely great and the vast possibilities and the right direction of education are indicated in the open book of the little child's thoughts a generation ago a great teacher amongst us never wearied of reiterating that in the divine plan the family is the unit of the nation not the individual but the family there is a great deal of teaching in the phrase but this lies on the surface the whole is greater than the part the whole contains the part owns the part orders the part and this being so the children are the property of the nation to be brought up for the nation as is best for the nation and not according to the whim of individual parents the law is for the punishment of evil-doers for the praise of them that do well so practically parents have very free play but it is as well we should remember that the children are a national trust whose bringing up is the concern of all even of those unmarried and childless persons whose part in the game is the rather dreary one of looking on end of part one preface some preliminary considerations <laughs>